0: is kansas state just playing average is tcu straight up bad this is the losers corner we had the winner's circle yesterday losers corner today we go back and we try to find is the best story in the losers locker room we'll break that down on today's neighborhood watch i am your host josh neighbors this is part of the crystal ball college football channel part of the 365 sports network make sure you guys follow us on twitter at nw pod 365 you guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. That brings us to today's show. So we talked about the winners. That's what they get the the winners get the spoils. They get to go first. You can find that yesterday's show. And also on Saturday I did an instant reaction show to Red River. So we got you covered on all of those fronts. Uh, today's show is about the losing teams and what happened for the losing teams the other night. And you really have to think about like all right where is the right place to start about all the losers from this weekend. And we usually bring it up in two categories, off the hook and then hard times. So I will cue it up to show you guys uh, who is off the hook. Kick him in the butt and say, hey, a computer took your place, daddy. That's hard time. There's nobody off the hook. Thank you, Dusty Rose, for telling us that. It's hard times. Hard times for everybody. Uh, I'll show you all this fun graphic right here. Hard times for everyone who lost this weekend. You know, uh, off the hook is for teams that I feel like you can really justify their losses. And across the board, like Texas, you could justify the loss, but man, the way they lost was pretty painful. It was hard times, you know, just the way they've they've been they've been moving. I mean, Kansas gets a twenty nine point win over UCF, like that's not good. Baylor loses by twenty five at home to its rival. TC loses by thirteen on the road against Iowa State. And then Kansas State goes and loses to to Oklahoma State. that's a team in Kansas State that wants to contend for the big 12 championship this year. So like it's really kind of a question of, hey man, like all the, you know these this is hard times for everybody. So where we should begin to me is let's start with Kansas State. So Kansas State on Friday night goes and plays against Oklahoma State and they lose 29 21. And the thing about this game was uh, how well, the past defense played yes for for Oklahoma state now while they ran the football but man guys kansas state just really blew me away with the lack of offensive execution like their defense to be honest played pretty well i think for the most part um you know you get a game where you get a a pick six so like you, you kind of don't you know you definitely don't put that on the defense um and you turn the ball over four times, like you're handing them all of these extra possessions and they force some field goals. They force some punts. They force some turnovers on downs, just kind of in totality. I thought the defense played pretty well, uh, you know, for the most part and they give up four to 12 yards of offense, but that's not like some staggering amount. And I didn't feel like in the second half, they were overwhelmed at all. They were able to come back in the game. They kept in the game, but Kansas state's offense, just the receivers not getting open. uh, the rushing attack was good the other night, but they were throwing a lot because they were playing from behind and they were definitely 110% chasing this game. So because of that, because of their, the, you know, chasing game type of state, uh, it made things really challenging on them to get back into the contest. They just could not find their way, like all the way back. And also to them going for two, I thought was curious there in OT or in a uh, regulation and didn't go to OT. In the fourth quarter, I just wasn't really confused about that. But things are not clicking for a team that I thought would have a chance. Now, they're out two of their best corners. They're out the middle linebacker, Daniel Green. But that's part of this, man. You're going to be without guys, and you have to find a way to fight through, still collect victories, still collect wins. And they were not able to do that in this game. And so I think it's now time to start wondering, like, is this just a K-State team that's going to go back to being 8-4 and this year? I mean, look at the rest of the schedule, the rest of the, you know, they've got uh, at Texas Tech this week, TCU at home, uh, Houston at K-State, or excuse me, at Texas, uh, Baylor at Kansas, and then Iowa State. I mean, they have got plenty of challenges left in front of them for the rest of the year. And so I'm super curious, like, is this team going to be a, you know, just a, just a top half Big 12 team? Or is this team going to be a team that is able to get themselves back in this thing and contend for a Big 12 championship? Um, and they do not look like a contender right now. They absolutely don't. Off a of bye week with that time to prepare, they did not look like a team that is contending for a Big 12 championship in 2023. Uh, fair or not, right? But off a of bye, I thought I expected a little bit more. They look like a less prepared team. And I thought this was one of those games where look, Chris Kleinman got outfoxed, outmaneuvered, and his staff did as well, too. So that was something that I was not accustomed to. And I think that's something that we obviously have to think about. I mean, for like, this might not be the team that I thought. And a lot of others in the media thought it was going to be this season. Up next is TCU bad or just, are they not finding their rhythm guys? I thought this team had a chance to make a recovery. They might just be bad. TCU a year after going to the national championship game, Scores 14 points. Now there was an injury to Chandler Morris in this game, but it's not like Chandler Morris was playing well. There were four interceptions in this game. They got 150 plus yard rushing effort from Amani Bailey, but still outside of that, they're not able to run the football very effectively. Their receivers kind of look like they're having a lot of the same problems that we talked about before. Their defense has been burned significantly in some of these games. But also, they're losing some close games too. Like all of those games where they were winning last year, guys, where it was close, dogfight games. They have a three-point loss against Colorado. They have a three-point loss against West Virginia at home, and they had a 13-point loss against Iowa State. Man, like they were not, and they were not really that close to winning this game yesterday that they played, or two days ago rather, that they played in. That is something totally different that we are not accustomed to, uh, you know, accustomed seeing from this version of TCU right, of a Sonny Dykes TCU team. And you also say, too, like Gary Patterson, I mean, like, you, you think about a, a, a well-coached team, you are winning in the margins. So we're focusing, and we thought about this a lot, too. We talked about it so much in the offseason. The Big 12 needs these schools to start repeating and start going back to championship games and finding their way back into those big games. That's massive for them to do. Like, they want to build a, you know, I know the, the competitiveness – is a huge draw to to this league, but also, too, you want some schools that can compete for championships uh, outside of Big 12 championships. And outside of that, you want them to start winning CFP games. And I think Utah, I think about the new Big 12 schools, like Utah is the program closest to doing it consistently. TCU did it once, but there are some big questions about can they continually do it? I've got serious questions about can they continually do it. I don't think right now you can say that they can continue, you know, like they're going to be back at the top in short order. Sonny Dyke has to figure this thing out. Guys, it's a three and three football team at this point in time. It's one and two in the conference and they're not losing to really Austin West Virginia looks pretty good. Colorado is not an amazing team. Iowa state's probably missing out on a bowl. They're not getting beat by teams that are flat out just better than them. Better than them on that day. Yes. But like, better than them in terms of talent better than them in terms of what you have on the roster all of those things and also coaching as well too like these should not be better schools better teams right first year power five head coach and deon sanders they do have a good staff they have there as well too but also neil brown like is coaching his ass off this year but in a vacuum is he much better than sunny dykes no i would not say that for sure and then matt campbell really good coach too but this It's been a tough season for them. And they're they're getting outboxed, outclassed in all of those places. They're not winning the margins. They're not as deep as they used to be. So I focus on those two schools first. When it comes to the Big 12 title race, Texas is the next school we have to focus on. You know, the one thing Texas has done is Texas has flipped the script from before when it comes to um, what they're good at and what they're not, right? The big thing for Texas was... They were bad at finishing games in the beginning of the Steve Sarkeesian era. They were bad at winning those contests that were close at the very end. They just couldn't seem to get victories in those games. Fast forward this year, they were better at closing They've been better at closing out games. And hell, they were pretty close to closing out this game as well, to rallying and closing it out. And then the Oklahoma drive happened. And there's no excuse for what Oklahoma did to them, right? Texas is the one team you can kind of let off the hook here. But in terms of like a school that I thought had legitimate college football playoff promise, you know, they're still right there. They're still number nine right now in the new AP top 25 rankings. Right. I think that's, that's something you have to obviously acknowledge. They're still in position to do it, but now the target on there's still a target on their back as well. You know, they have to be perfect the rest of the way. And that's something that I I thought that uh, we were not going to have to see, you know, at least after the Alabama game, I was like, all right, they might lose one time. Well, That's starting to change. That is starting to look a little bit different uh, right now. Do I still think we're going to see them in the Big 12 championship game? Absolutely, I do think we're going to see Texas. But that's not an easy proposition. Now, they're now outside of the season of the day, and once again, still early on here. But if the season ended today, halfway through, they would not be in it. Surprising. Surprising to me to see that that's the case after what we saw against Alabama. And uh, once again, like... Oklahoma's defense was a big shocker about how good the D is playing. That is absolutely something that we are surprised to see how good the defense is. Uh, not that Brent Evans has a good defense, but how fast they got this thing turned around on the season, right? It's like it's once again some amazing defense uh, that is, you know, like world beaters, but they were up to the task yesterday for the most part against Texas, which I found very um, encouraging. Make a lot more plays than they did before, right? So with that in mind, like, you know, but still feel like Texas, I still feel like Texas should be the better team than them. And Oklahoma to them for, for jumping on Texas and uh, making like, you know, Texas always playing from behind. Texas is always chasing that game, right? If they meet again in Arlington, I feel like we get another close game. And if Oklahoma beats them twice, you know, whatever. But at this point in time, if they played again, I'd still pick Texas again. Uh, I'd still do that. Still feel pretty good about what they have on this roster and this team. But the pressure is now ramped up a bit more, at least – at least in the sense of you know potentially being a college football playoff team, that pressure has been ramped up, ratcheted up more now. Also, losers yesterday, UCF needed to be taken to task for that effort that they put out against uh, Kansas. Kansas is a very good team, but a Gus Malzahn coach team with that much talent on it, they do have some good talent, even with having two quarterbacks, should not get beat by 29 points against Kansas. They should not allow 400 rushing yards against them and four rushing touchdowns. There were almost three rushers that had 100 yards individually. There were massive gaps, massive holes all day. This game was never close. It was never competitive. The first quarter, sure, but from the first quarter on moving forward, this game was never competitive. It was never close, y'all. That was just not the case. And and UCF getting smoked in that way. And they're now 0-3 in conference. And I think a lot of the other schools are gonna have a tough time too. But 44 points, 36 points to Baylor, and 51 points to Kansas. This is not a good defense. And if they got a couple nice close you know, the, the close victory against Boise was a nice win. But like they do not have any good quality wins in this game on this roster, on this schedule, excuse me, besides this. And they've got a 13-point loss, and that game was a little bit closer. K-State stretched it out. 13-point loss one-point loss, and a 29-point loss. I mean, they those losses have gotten, um, you know, like one sideways loss, one close-ish loss, and one you just absolutely smoked the lead loss, right? At Oklahoma, West Virginia, at Cincinnati, Oklahoma State, at Texas Tech, Houston, the road to six wins, it's there, but it's going to be an uphill climb, it feels like, for the Knights. At OU, I'm going to say it's a loss. At Texas Tech, I also think, I mean, it could be a closer game, but I'm going to say it's a loss. You know, West Virginia home is a really tough game. Oklahoma State at home could be a tough game, but it's there. I think they do make a bowl game, but it's a much more challenging proposition than it was before. Then we get to the Baylor Bears who got smoked yesterday and were never close. And here's the thing, guys. like I'm watching it right now with Arkansas. Sam Pittman trying to reach his players, trying to reach his team, trying to get this thing turned around, and it feels like he just cannot do it. Dave Aranda is not reaching this group with the way that he's trying to coach right now. And I'll tell you guys this too. Like, I don't think this group is particularly talented in the significant ways that they have been in the past. They've got some good pass catchers, but this thing as a whole in totality is not gelling at all for the Baylor bears. And I'm not sure what's going to change it. Right. They've had a bunch of home games. They've had Texas state at home. They've had Utah at home. They've had Texas at home. They've had Texas Tech at home. They have lost all of those games, right? Their one win is LIU uh, at home, but LIU is not a team. And, you know, count the power five. They've got one power five win and they were down a million points when it happened, right? So I think that's something that we have to account for uh, as well. Like this is, this is a team that you know that, that might need the road, right? That might be better off for them. But the bye week, Cincinnati on the road, so they'll have a chance to prove something there. Iowa State and Houston come to them before they get the two Big 12 championship members from last year. K-State and TCU and then West Virginia at home. I mean, this thing, this does not look like a bowl team at this point in time. Four and two, the rest of the way to get you to a bowl. Is it in their schedule? Yes. Will it happen? I don't know. And they've got some serious problems. And I'll tell you what, guys, 365 Sports is as good as anybody with their coverage of Baylor, they will cover this from all angles. And I trust those guys to give you all the best kind of coverage, the best story. But that's everybody stumbling upon hard times. Before we get out of here, let's look at the new AP Top 25 to see where Big 12 teams currently fit in. We will share the screen. We will show it to you all. And here we are. So Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State is your Top three, Florida State, and then Oklahoma has broken in. They are number five in the country, up seven spots after their big win. Penn State, Washington State, Oregon, and uh, Texas are the four uh, six through nine. USC is a 10. They're down a spot. Texas dropped six, by the way. Your next Big 12 team is at number 23, the Kansas Jayhawks. Slide into the top 25. They were not ranked before. Their big win over UCF puts them in the top 25, and then receiving votes Also, out of the Big 12, you have got West Virginia. So that is where Big 12 teams currently sit. All right, guys, a little bit slower today, a little bit uh, shorter show today as we go through those losing teams, those losing schools, uh, just because I have a Little Rock Touchdown Club that I have to go to on this Monday. It is David Basil, one of the guys I work with, his 60th 60th birthday. So we have got to celebrate. I will be heading over there. Um, I'm actually there now, and you all are watching this show so make sure you guys follow us on twitter at josh neighbors underscore at nw pod 365 you guys can find me uh, at once again at Josh neighbors underscore like the video subscribe to the channel as well we'll talk to you folks tomorrow with power rankings